Assalamu alaikum, it's your host, Noshin, and welcome back to another episode of Journey to Jannah. I'm sorry I haven't uploaded in a really, really long time. Important thing is, I'm back. Earlier this year, I asked you guys on Instagram what topics you would like me to talk about on this podcast, and one of the topics that was highly requested was talking about periods. So that is what I'm going to be talking about today. I thought, why not, since for a lot of us, it's not talked about properly in our houses, and some of us are really undereducated because of it. So I'm going to be your big sister for a moment, and I'm going to educate you with everything from the islamic facts to just tips and tricks to help you get through that time of the month i want to start off with the question why is this topic considered taboo and the answer is our culture our cultures constantly take away what islam has given us and in this situation it is no different i am south asian and speaking from experience it is most definitely a topic that is taboo over here i can't really speak for other cultures but i have heard from friends that in some west asian and north african communities it is similar i have personally had to lie about praying to uncles and my families and things of the like and just to you know try my hardest to hide the fact that i'm on it now let me surprise you all with this this topic was not one that the prophet peace be upon him shied away from there are so many hadiths that talk about menstruation and in several of them a woman is actually asking the prophet a question about periods to which he is responding i wanted to share this one specific hadith um it is sahih al-bukhari number 305 it's narrated by aisha radiallahu she was traveling so that she could make hajj however when she reached sarif she got her period and when the prophet went to her she was weeping he asked why are you weeping and she responded i wish if i had not performed hajj this year he asked if she had gotten her menses to which he replied yes he then said this is the thing which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained for all of the daughters of Adam. So do what all the pilgrims do except that you do not perform the tawaf around the Kaaba till you are clean. The part that I want to highlight here is the part where the Prophet sallallahu calls our periods the thing which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained for all the daughters of Adam. It is not something to be ashamed of. It is completely normal. It is something that again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained upon us and because of our cultures we should not feel ashamed for it which is a question that I have had a lot of girls reach out to me and ask about how do I not feel ashamed of it so first things first remember again it is completely natural it happens to almost all women we really need to break away from the idea that it is something to be ashamed of because it's not little things like hiding our menstrual products when going to the bathroom or whispering the word period when we're talking about it in a conversation or using another word to describe it like I'm Bengali and growing up I've always had to call it Bamar which means sickness. These are all sort of things that just add to the idea of it being shameful. And don't get me wrong, these things aren't necessarily wrong. We've all done it. A lot of us still do things like this. But the problem here is the intention behind doing these acts. We are resorting to doing these things because it is considered a shameful thing. And I understand that some of you may not have the ability to act like it in your households but having just the sense of i am not ashamed of having my period is nice to have so that when you leave and actually go out into the real world you have that sense of confidence talking to your friends about it may help um like you know just saying and passing comments like these cramps really hurt or um you know things like that just being comfortable enough to talk about it with other women will help you so much in the long run i promise Next, I want to go over two things that are forbidden for us while we're on our periods. The first of it is prayer. I understand that a lot of us have grown up with the mindset that we cannot pray because we are impure. And that's not the way that we should be looking at it. It is the blood that is coming out of us that is impure and not us. And it would be the same way, for example, if we weren't on our periods and we had a paper cut 
and blood was drawn from it, our wudu would go away. And it's the same principle here. Essentially, it's because of the blood. Another way that I love looking at it is men who go to battle still have the obligation of prayer. Yet we have been let go from this obligation because... I mean, life isn't going to be any easier for you. School isn't going to be any less stressful. Your job isn't going to become any easier. And those cramps are still going to be there along with those mood swings and cravings and whatnot. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has let us rest for these few days every month. And it's a blessing for us. It's not to block us out. It's not to take us and put us somewhere below men. It's not supposed to make us seem as something less. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going out of his way to care for us because at this time who is going to be taking care of you if not Allah the second thing that is forbidden for us is to read Quran and this topic is very debated upon by different scholars so I would really recommend you to go out and do your own research on this most do agree that you cannot actually touch the Quran since we cannot have wudu during this time there are some scholars that dictate that you can touch the Qur'an, however, you need to have a glove or a cloth so that your skin doesn't have direct contact with it. Reading the Qur'an on your phone is also an option, alhamdulillah, in this day and age, so you don't have to touch it at all, um, and, you know, just if you want to stay on the safe side. Of course, reciting from memory is 100% halal, you can go ahead and do that. Um, and also remember that anything that contains less than 50% of the original Qur'an um, which is in Arabic, is not considered a Qur'an, um, but more of a tafsir. And some say that this also includes all translations. So touching this without having a ghusl or wudu is also permitted. Again, please do your own research, ladies. I'm just giving out the info here. You can go ahead and decide what scholar you agree with and what you decide to follow. After asking you guys what you guys wanted me to include in this episode, I saw that so many of the requests were based around Iman and getting back into the groove of praying. I've seen a few TikToks uh, making a joke out of how right when we actually feel like we're getting back into the routine of praying, guess who decides to show up? Our period. And I personally have also felt the annoyance of the situation and I am sure that a lot of you have as well. Um, to be quite honest with you, there's nothing we can really do about this exact situation, but there are a few habits that you can implement and that I have learned over the years that I want to share with you guys that I feel like would help you. So I'm going to talk about the, just the prayer thing and then we're going to go to Iman. This tip, in my opinion, guys, um, it's honestly revolutionary, or at least it, you know, really helped me so much. So basically, when you have a problem, um, it's best to cut it from the root and that's what islam does islam looks at a problem and it cuts out the problem right at its root so looking at this problem i wanted to take the same approach and look at it the same way our religion does the problem for most of us here is just getting back into the routine of praying you know waking up at five o'clock for fajr and then waiting until nine to ten um to pray asha and then go to sleep so why not still keep that same routine Except instead of praying, you do dhikr. At prayer time, you would, you know, usually take your masala, your prayer mat, just as normal, take your tasbih, whatever it is that you use to count, and then sit down and do dhikr, read them off your phone for like five to ten minutes or however long you want to, and then just make dua to Allah. The logic here is that when you get back to praying after that week or however long your period lasts, you won't feel any different. It helps maintain the consistency. Of course, I want to reiterate here, please do not do this if you're not feeling up for it. Waking up for Fajr is sort of a task, especially when you're on your period. 
So don't wake up for fajr to do this if you're having cramps and whatnot. I'm telling you right now, please put your body's needs first. Just doing this for, let's say, just the last two days of your menstruation cycle will help. The point of this is to just help you get back into the routine before the routine even starts. Sort of like taking a mock exam at home before sitting for the actual exam. I really hope that tip helps a lot of you because it honestly has helped me just getting back into praying before I even need to start praying. It's sort of kind of like a cheat in the system, I feel like. Next to the Iman part, um, the first thing I want to say here is to instead of looking at this time of the month as a negative thing, try looking at it in a positive light. One thing that's really helped me is to instead of looking at having my period as a negative thing, um, I look at it as a prime time to reconnect with my Iman. Looking at it this way really, really helps because I don't know about you, but with everything going on, all the emotions and stuff, my Iman just honestly drops to zero and on top of everything else, I'll just have that way of guilt on my mind, you know, just my Iman isn't where it should be at the moment. When you're on your period, just use it as a time to reconnect with Allah. Talk to him. Most of the time, I'll just be laying in bed um, with a heating pad or whatever. And what I'll do is I take my phone or my computer and play an Islamic lecture. I do tend to lean more towards listening to Yasmin Magahid. I hope that's how you say her name. Um, but I do tend to gravitate more towards her because most of the time her videos sort of just really speak to me. She more talks about the you know spiritual the um emotional side of things and that just you know again it really speaks to me especially during that time um i also recommend watching videos on the lives of the prophet and the sahabas watching those always creates a feeling of kinship in me and it also helps me feel a lot closer to islam because most of the time i feel a bit far from it and just you know re-listening to their stories re-listening to what they have done for islam and what they have done for for a us to be able to sit here and talk about islam it's just inspiring and it also helps bring me closer to islam so that when i'm done with my period i am really excited to go and pray get back into routine okay enough of that uh now i'm going to be going over um a few just you know tips and tricks that are practical or maybe not practical just things that i feel like every woman should know and should be doing I'm going to start off with downloading an app for your period after you log in um, for a few months. They actually get really good at pinpointing when your next period will be, so you'll always be one step ahead, and when she comes around, you won't be surprised. If you go to the app store, there are a lot of different apps, so just look around and see what one you like best and use it. Next tip is to create a few different emergency kits. Um, I would put in a few pads and tampons. Keep a few that are heavy and also a few that are light just in case for different flows, whatever you have that day. Baby wipes because they help clean up um, and then also extra underwear because you honestly never know. An extra bottle of perfume, uh, a few candy bars for when you're craving and also painkillers. I know a lot of people use Advil and Ibuprofen but personally I recommend Napragesic which is specifically for menstrual pain. You can buy it from the drugstore if you're more on the younger side. Just make sure to check with your doctor for the correct dosage and once you have all of that just put it into a cute little bag. I would recommend putting one in your locker or your backpack whichever one is more convenient for you if you go to work just um put one on your desk area or wherever it is that you work create one for your purse and then also if you have a car put one in there because again it's never too bad to be over prepared 
Okay, so now that we have that, let's go over clothing. Please, I beg you, please, do not wear tight jeans, um, leggings, whatever it is. Try to wear more looser clothing to help yourself breathe. I personally prefer wearing dresses and skirts or abayas, but try to keep them in the darker range so that if you do leak, it isn't as noticeable. And also avoid white. If you're thinking about it and you have like a really cute outfit, but it's white, save it for after you're done with your period. The next few tips have to do with food. So um, all throughout your period, try to avoid cold drinks and cold foods. Yes, that includes ice cream. It constitutes in bloating and more cramps, so try to avoid it. A few other things to avoid are high-intensity exercises. Try to go a bit easier on yourself. Too much caffeine, too much sugar, skipping meals, just to name a few. You want to make sure that you're eating healthy, and I understand we all have cravings. And go ahead and eat it. Just make sure that you're still balancing out whatever you're eating with healthy foods. The best foods to eat while you're on your period are foods that are iron-rich. You're losing a lot of blood, and so it's very important that we help maintain the blood levels inside of us. Some things that you can eat are kale, broccoli, spinach, red meats, and my personal favorite, lentils. Dial is so good, and it tastes better when you're on your period. In my opinion, is it just me? Maybe it's just me. You also have to make sure that um, you also drink lots and lots and lots of water. I was researching online, and most sites said that eight glasses a day is how much you should be having. And I know that sounds like a lot, but just try balancing it out throughout the day. So, for example, having like two classes in the morning, and then a few um, in between breakfast and lunch and whatnot, and just you know go throughout your day. Keep yourself hydrated. I know a lot of you will be asking me why well basically it helps with having fewer cramps less bloating and backaches it can also help move your cycle along more quickly too, since it prevents your blood from thickening as much as it would without water drinking lots and lots of water will also help fight off fatigue and you need all the energy you can get another thing that will help with cramps i have a friend that literally swears that peppermint tea helps so much with her cramps so you guys may want to try that i think we're pretty much over everything i wanted to talk about um oh tampons i want to talk about this so i've been wearing only pads since i got my period and especially in the summer it would just make me feel sort of gross especially when my flow was super heavy and last year i decided to try a tampon it was like a thing of the moment i don't even know why i did it but wallahi it is so much better i don't even know why it took five years for that to happen but if you're thinking about trying it do it there are tutorials on youtube and tiktok so watch a few of those before you actually try and um, make sure to change the pad at least every eight hours the same goes for pads changing it more frequently will help get rid of what do i call it i guess the the period smell i'm making quotation marks around that you guys know what i mean anyways back to the topic um there's a stigma i feel like around them and a lot of people say you lose your virginity when you use tampons i'm telling you right now that's all false that's not how that works first of all and secondly it's your body stop stop letting what other people think dictate what you do if you want to try it go ahead personally i'm all for it i've heard some say it's really bad to wear tampons to sleep since it could cause tss which is toxic shock syndrome due to leaving it in for more than eight hours and your girl loves to sleep so um i do grab the extra heavy pads for night and then use tampons during the day it just helps me feel a lot cleaner i just wanted to input this part because um you know just to encourage you guys 
guys if okay so that is all the tips i have now we're gonna go back to islamic talk i said i'm gonna go over everything so i am going to be going over everything we're gonna go over the topic of how long your prayers will be excused for and in some views there is no limit however in others such as the hanafi mashab the maximum days you are excused from not praying is 10 days after those 10 days of your period it's viewed as quote-unquote normal i guess so please do your research on that and see what scholar you agree with because there are differing views so your period is over and done with and now we girls need to do a fard gushal which is ritual bath so let's just say um your period stopped before zuhr time started however let's just say you took your shower at usr time and prayed usr that is not how it would work you would have to pray your zuhr prayer first and then you would pray usr i'm going to be going over how to actually do your shower properly to start off you need to have the intention the niyah of taking the fard gushal if you have to say it out loud do whatever works best for you and then as we should before um doing anything say bismillahirrahmanirrahim and then you're going to go to the actual shower you're going to start off with cleaning down there as properly as you can and then you're going to do do as you normally would except don't wash your feet we're going to save that for the end next we're going to wash our head thoroughly you're going to use your hands you're going to use your hands to massage your scalp so water reaches every single area of your skin after that you need to wash your whole body starting from the right and then going left the important thing here is that water touches every single part of your body so use your hands to rub your skin and be extra thorough and lastly you wash your feet first your right and then your left of course while you're doing your ghusl you can use products um like you know your shampoo your conditioner body wash whatever it is the important point here is that water just needs to reach every single part of your body and you've done your wudu okay so now you can actually start praying again great let's talk about getting back on the deen after your period ends i think i can speak collectively for all of us when i say getting back into praying five times a day after having your period is really hard struggling to get back into your normal praying routine after a whole week break is completely normal the important thing here the important thing to do is to try your hardest to get back into it surrounding myself with islam is something that really helps me literally just making islam my focal point for a few days for example watching a lot of youtube videos based around islam islamic lectures joining islamic seminars just going to the masjid a lot more and also the little things so you know after you wake up recite the dua for when you wake up before going to sleep reminding myself to recite the dua for sleep just incorporating all these different things into your life that will make you want to pray for example watching certain topics um for my lecture videos that will get me excited to actually go back and pray instead of being oh i need to go pray it makes me be oh my god i get to pray you know oh and that's another thing change the mindset of oh i need to go pray to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted me another opportunity to pray Allah subhanahu wa has granted me another opportunity to go back to him. Looking at it in this way has helped me a lot and I hope it helps you too. I want to end this episode off with saying something I've been saying throughout this whole entire episode. Do not exert too much energy if you know that it will hurt your body. Just because you're in bed all day or haven't done any of the things that I've mentioned doesn't make you lazy. Taking care of your body should be your number one priority. Hustle culture and productivity culture in the Muslim community is very real and I feel like I've felt a lot of it, especially being a content creator. And However, and trust me when I say this, sometimes doing nothing is the best thing you can do for yourself. Your body deserves rest. You deserve whatever food it is that you're craving at the moment. If you feel too tired, take a nap. Do whatever it is that you need to do. The one thing that I would say is imperative to do at every single moment in your life is remember Allah. Just keep him in your mind. That's all you need to do. 
don't pile on all these tasks for yourself let yourself heal and with that final commentary i am going to be ending this episode of dunia jannah i'll be posting about any updates on my instagram my user is the desi royal that's t h e d e s i r o y a l my beautiful sisters and brothers if you're here um i hope all of you have an amazing day i hope what i've said has helped and educated you and with that assalamu alaikum